Let's do that hockey. Hello and welcome. This is going to be episode 129 of Dauber Prospects Radio. I'm your host, Peter Harling, again. Thanks for listening. And today's episode is going to be probably the last episode with content live from the 2022 NHL draft in Montreal. And this episode, I'm going to be chatting with Russ Cohen. And a special thanks to Russ for helping me get credentials for the draft again. I wrote a couple articles for Russ's website, Sportsology. Uh, I encourage you to check those out. A round one overview recap of the draft and um, an article on uh, Lucas Edmonds as well. Uh, so Russ is a member of uh, Professional Hockey Writers Association. You'll catch him on SiriusXM Radio quite frequently. He's also a contributor to Elite Prospects. Uh, so Russ and I uh, go back a few years now. We've done the draft about five times. And I caught up with him and was able to get his uh, take, and he provided some good fantasy angles on the following players. The Yager Furkus was a, a buzz name going into the draft, as well as Lane Hudson. One of Russ's favorite players in the draft that he thinks has got some uh, good sleeper fantasy value for all you folks out there in your fantasy drafts right now. Uh, he talks about Adam Ingram. And, uh, well, mainly because I wrote an article for him on his site, we had a quick little chat about Lucas Edmonds as well. So without any further ado, Russ Cohen from Sportsology uh, back on the DPR show live from the 2022 NHL Draft. All right, we're back at the NHL draft on the second day. Things are winding down, and I'm catching up with my good buddy from Sportsology and Elite Prospects, Russ Cohen. Uh, thanks for the creds, by the way, man. Yeah, you're you're welcome, Peter. I mean, <laughs> listen, you work hard. You're great. Uh, thanks. Okay, so let's talk about some of the guys that we like that have been picked so far, and let's start with Yager Furkus. Um, a lot of people really like Yager Furkus. He's an electrifying player. He's got an NHL ready shot. Um, I was a little disappointed and surprised that he did not get drafted on day one. Uh, I think size is the underlying cause there. I would like to hear your thoughts on him, if you think he was drafted appropriately or a little low, and then what we could be looking for for, you know, if everything breaks right for Yager Fergus, what could we be looking at here? Yeah, I think it's appropriate in the sense that I caught on to him like mid-season, I wasn't like a Furkus guy right away because, you know, I'm one guy, right? It takes me a while sometimes. Uh, but his skating's really good. His offensive upside is really good. It's not just the shot either. It's the release. It's knowing where to go. He knows where to go. He knows how to find the open spaces. He, um, interesting thing. So during the pandemic, he was shooting at home because I asked him about his shooting. And so I saw it, you putting holes in the basement wall, like, what were you doing? His parents bought him, like, a shooting uh, tarp. So he could shoot, 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 and never destroy the basement. <laughs> so he actually was, so that's what he did during the pandemic. Like a, a basement golf game kind of yes. thing? Yes. Yeah. And, and so he could practice whenever he wanted. And so when you watch him, I, I want to say when, when EP Ringside did our um, best shots, I don't think I had him in the top five, but I'd say he was like six. Hmm. The release is... It's good company. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, the release is great. I mean, it's guys like Gauthier, Isaac Howard, you know, some really good goal scorers. But the release is is tremendous. Uh, I like his attitude. 
because he knows, hey, I know I'm an offensive player, but I got to get stronger. Like, he knows what he has to do. I think he could do it. He looks like maybe you could put 10 more pounds of muscle on him. But sometimes, you know, lean muscle's fine, too. So if it's only, like, 5 to 7, if he does keep getting stronger and his man strength kicks in, you know, maybe he could be a third liner in the NHL. But this is a guy where the reason this is a smart pick because you let him sit and marinate three to five years, and if he can get to the NHL, he could pop you 20 goals if we don't know what the game will be like in three to five years. I know a lot of people, teams are drafting big right now, but, you know, if a few more rules come in with less headshots and less obstruction and things like that, a guy like Ferkus could really, with some open ice... Lap that up. Lap that up. So that's why you take a risk on a guy like that. He was drafted by the Kraken, right? So yes. not a lot of competition for roster spots at this point because they're so new. Right. So that's another advantage for It's him. another advantage. And, you know, he's got a guy like Beniers where he can kind of like uh, see how Beniers does it a little bit. Different positions, but still great shot. So ETA to the NHL, he's got two more years of junior eligibility, which I'm certain he'll play out, yep. and then perhaps a little uh, adjustment to the pro level in the AHL before he's ready to, to yes. break in. Yeah, yeah okay. I'd want to give him a full AHL season too, see if he gets pushed around, see how he handles that. We're playing the long game here if you're drafting yes. in, in your fantasy league. Uh, another player, and I've talked about him a couple of times on the podcast before this and with a couple other people today too, uh, I'm most curious about is Lane Hudson from the National Team Development Program. Undersized, offensive dynamo. If the kid was 6'2", he'd be a first-round pick, top 10 pick all day long. Uh, So I I would love to get your take on him because I know you watched him a lot. I did. And so the thing about Lane Hudson is the first thing is you see is zone entries. Zone entries are great. He can get into the zone. He knows what to do with the puck. He knows where to look for his teammates. Really good at dissecting the play in the offensive zone. Once he has the puck in the offensive zone, he's really dangerous. He's not the best skater. He's got to improve his skating a bit. If they were elite, and I'm not saying he's a bad skater, but I'm saying it has to be improved. If he were elite, he would have gotten drafted higher because then they would have said, all right, with this great offensive talent, we could live kind of with the rest. Away from the puck, he actually, what's funny is, he plays pretty good defense at the level he's at. Like, he does mix it up with guys in the corner a little bit. But again, we're talking about a guy who's pretty light. Maybe he's going to put on, you know, 10 more pounds. But the problem is he's going up against guys that are going to be 200 pounds all the time. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if he's going to be able to mix it up with them in the corner. Now, he can. He's pretty good on puck retrievals, so he could do that. The reason I say all these things is because he retrieves the puck and he gets it and goes the other way. You don't have to defend when you have the puck. And that's points for you know a fantasy player, and he will get some points. So some of my thoughts on him that I think are, are helpful for him making it outside of his offensive upside is he seems really smart, and he's able to, to read and break down uh-huh. the rush very effectively. And despite the fact that he's not very big, he can still be an effective defensive player um would you uh, agree with that assessment yes i think he could be effective and decent and i think if he could do that that's a big deal mm. the just so you know like ryan chesley one of his teammates right mm-hmm. in the u17 year he was the top power play guy then hudson comes in hudson's the top power play guy now chesley said listen i didn't mind playing this role because lane is terrific so, like, his teammates will back him all day long. But it's just funny because 
you know, there were other guys that sort of played other roles because his offense is that good. But it's just, you don't have to worry about his offense moving up the ladder, but you do have to worry about these few other things that he is going to have to get better at. And I say all the time, there's a big difference between being short and being small. You can be right. five foot eight or five foot ten, but if you're strong as an ox, you can compensate with that. And I use Ryan Ells as a good example. Oh, yeah. He is not very tall, but he is an effective defender because he skates well, yep. very smart, and he's really calculated with his hits. He can actually be effective at body checking and separating players from the puck yes. because he reads and times the way he way or where and when he hits them and knocks them off balance knocks pucks loose you don't have to be scott stevens and blow guys up no the object is to separate the player from the puck and ryan ellis does that very efficiently is that something you could see hudson developing as well yeah i think he could go that path uh i still would say ryan ellis has a better shot you remember his juniors in juniors when he was scoring goals it was crazy there was crazy bobby or talk that talk that i would just that was my new york accent that came out but, <laughs> but crazy bobby or talk that i would just hit, sort of laugh off but you know tremendously offensively talented and, and hudson is too i i just the other thing with hudson though with his build he's kind of got like those rounded shoulders so i don't think he can put on a lot of weight so he's just another one he's pretty strong for his size i want to say he was second or third in pull-ups at the combine so, but again, strong for his size. He's still got to get stronger to deal with guys like your size. Right. Except you're kind of spongy. A little bit. Yeah. Rounded parts. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, let's talk about another player that you watched a little bit, and I don't really have much of a file on. That's Adam Ingram coming from the USHL. Yes. Um, tell me all about his game. I, I really like him. He's a goal scorer. He's a very humble kid. He's a guy that has that kind of frame though he's got decent shoulders that he can probably put on 15 or 20 and or at least 15 and definitely get stronger and be a power forward and a scorer he's pretty good in his own end his dad's a golf pro Mm. Uh, i don't know to what degree but i think he's played against some pretty big talent uh so obviously you know there's some talent in the family that's all the reason i bring it up is just because they're athletes yeah the athletic yeah they're athletes even though golf but whatever i it's still a sport. Um, I'm not an athlete, and I can't play golf, so there you go. Yeah. Um, but Ingram, uh, good skater. It's not, like, you know, good for his size. I think it's good. I want to say he's about, about 6'3", something 6'2", something like that. I really like him. I think he could be a 30-goal scorer in the NHL someday, but he's not a top, you know, six guy. He's going to be another third-line guy. The NHL's got a lot of room for those third-line guys that could score, you know, between 15 and you know 25 30 goals because that's a sweet spot like if you get a guy like that that could really help a team like you know get to the next level yeah versatile not uh, not bad at anything good at everything can move up and down your lineup find a regular place on your third line sounds like he'd be good in a multi-cat league because yeah. he's got you know he can he can put up some points he'll throw some hits as well I I haven't seen him be overly physical, but he doesn't shy away. I'm pretty sure he he does do a little of that. Uh, but that honestly, what you, what you really are looking for here is your offense, is that wrist shot that he's got, which is tremendous. And you just hope. And Nashville's a good developmental team. Like they'll they'll do the right things. But the thing is, from a fantasy perspective, they'll probably keep him in Milwaukee for like two years. You know how they are. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, people who are listening to this podcast understand that <clears throat> this is the long game, and you need a deep prospect bench to add the kind of players that I like to talk about. Yeah. One last guy i get you real quick, uh, and it's a player that we've talked about a couple of times. At one point, you had him ranked in your first round. He kind of slipped out of there, uh, and he's a 21-year-old overager, Kingston Frontenac's winger, Lucas Edmonds. I think he went in the either late in the third or the fourth round. Tampa Bay trades up to get him. They give up two picks to pick him at, uh, yeah. I think it was 70-something, yeah. 78. 76, 78, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, his junior eligibility is obviously over, being 21. Uh, I asked him where he sees himself playing, and he said the American Hockey League. That's set tracks with me. Yeah. Um, how do you like his upside? You know, he's got some, some size and strength concerns. Is he an NHL player? I think he could be, and that's why I did have him in that first, even though I ended up moving him out as far as rankings go, but... Uh, I like the scoring. I felt like he's sturdy. I feel like he's a smart player. Mm. I do feel like if he plays a couple of years in the AHL, because what's he's 21 now, you said? He is. Yeah. You give him two years in the AHL, he does pick up that strength a little bit, which he will. Uh, I think you're talking about a player who can get, you know, 40 points in the NHL. Mm-hmm. I think he could be something like that. There are certain overagers that... You just wonder about, like, what's happened with this guy? Why now? And it's just some are late bloomers. And he, I, don't, I haven't heard him say that, but I, I really do kind of feel he's that way. But you're the first one that got me interested in him. And then I started doing, you know, a bit of a deep dive on him. So that's on you. Yeah, well, I had zero file on the kid until the season started. And, yeah. you know, all of a sudden I'm like, who the heck is this guy? Nobody. He's 21 years old. He's playing with Shane Wright. And, yeah, yeah, but, you know, and I started picking his game apart a little bit. And I said, okay, the foot speed's not great. Uh, and he's not very big. But nah. he got power play time, right? But his foot speed and the fact that he's not very big is not a, a non-starter for me because he's so smart. He right. finds he the, smart. he finds the pockets and then yep. he, he needs no time with that release. His right. shot is, is, it's really good. is pro shot. Yeah. It's oh, a pro yeah. shot. Yeah, and I think that's what Tampa's looking at. Like, hey... There's something here. Mm-hmm. We're really good at kind of like, you know, fine-tuning it. Let's right. fine-tune this. And he's 21, so right. you, you pick him in two years, you know what you got. Right. It's something or nothing, but you don't have to wait five years to find out. You no. Can, you, you'll either reap the benefits in short order or just move on. They'll know in two years. That's and, right. And I think, you know, as a fantasy person, I'm tracking this guy because in a year, he could end up coming up if he's, you know, shooting the lights out in what, Springfield? Yeah, get a recall. Got a recall. That's all it takes sometimes. Yep. All right. Well, let's get back to the draft. Russ, thanks very much for uh, for getting me in the door and then for giving me a minute on the podcast. Anytime, man. Pete. Thanks, pal.